0: Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys. You
1: know what, Adam?
0: Probably not, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> as much as we talk about customer experience on this podcast, we're also talking about leadership beyond that, right? Of course. And how well, important that is.
0: It doesn't exist without leadership, I would argue, at least not in any cohesive and strategic uh, in way. Right. right. So, and so go ahead.
1: I was well, I just think it's it's funny because you can say that about almost everything, right? Like you need leadership to do most things, except in this case, it's like doubly true. And I think our guest today, who's a dear friend and yes. one of the pioneers of our industry, she has seen things over her 35 year career and really gets what works and what doesn't. Yeah, and now people. she's talking about that. She's talking about how it's all about leadership with a capital L and not CX leadership. It's about leadership in the business, in the organization.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And she's got a lens that, uh, you know, I think is so unique and so deep compared to almost anyone. I mean, she really mm-hmm. is uh, uh, as you're going to hear in her bio um, you know, the godmother, of customer yeah. experience. So, you know, and I, so it's, yeah, it's really interesting. And um, just to let our listeners know, I did drop off due to internet issues about halfway through. So I was not being rude to our guest. Um, you'll, you'll hear me uh, not involved in the conversation a little bit, but it's a great conversation and super excited. What do you say we get to it?
1: Let's do it. Let's tell everybody about Jean.
0: All right. Jean Bliss is known fondly as the godmother of customer experience. Gene uh, helps companies and people become the best version of themselves she guides them to define, build, and live the behaviors and actions that will fuse customers to them and ultimately create deep and memorable relationships. Creating these deeper relationships has been Gene's singular mission for over 35 years. First, as the inaugural chief customer officer at Landsend, Caldwell Banker, Allstate, and Microsoft. In a marketplace that values congruence of heart, what you know is right, and habit, how you act. The memory of how you make people feel is the greatest currency of your brand. Jean, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad you are here again as a repeat guest.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You guys are so great. My gosh, you've got a wonderful track record here. Congrats to you guys.
1: <laughs> well, you're thank a part you. of it. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Um, well, yeah, we're thrilled you're here with us, Jean. We always love talking to you because you have insights and Um, experience that a lot of folks in our industry don't have, frankly. So (laughs) this is really exciting. So what I want to do first is kind of ask you, you know, right now we're talking a lot about this idea of customer-centric organizations and the ways they're doing business. And you've actually changed some of how you're talking about this right now and some of your messaging. And so can you just lay the groundwork a little bit? Tell us about how you're seeing things today. Sure. Sure.
2: So a little context, if you, you know, because I've started this work 35 years ago, what's old is new again. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason behind this work is to become another kind of company, to become an elevated company that shows up as an organization and people who care about the lives of those they serve and about their employees. What I'm seeing in the frenzied buildup of what we're <laughs> now labeling as experience is a lot of great activities and tactics, mechanics, if you will, but not necessarily change in how leaders lead, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily a change in how an organization chooses to behave or act or earn admiration, which we know, especially in this market, yields growth, yields what I call admirable growth. And that to me is the chasm. That's what we need to address because that is missing in over 80% of transformations, which mean that the companies are not transforming their acting, their whack a are still. we are still whack a mole
1: you I, think I so- totally agree with this. Sorry.
0: No, I was apologies. Uh Yeah, what? So, what do you think is leading to that? I mean, where? You know, there's so much talk about customer experience, and I think we've we've actually got an episode around that. That, you know, where's the gulf? Where's the gap? What are the mistakes you're seeing leaders make where the execution's not there? That chasm you talk about.
2: Well, first of all, I think what happens when anything becomes a thing. You know, we saw it a long time ago with TQM and quality and CRM (laughs) is that we inadvertently then create a silo around it. Mm -hmm. Um, We are inadvertently creating a silo called customer experience. That's a department in the organization and the CEO, while it's on their top three agenda items for the year or the mission or whatever, it's relegated. Um, And once it's relegated, it doesn't become part of the fiber of how leaders lead. Um, You know, paradoxically, we look at beacon companies um, like REI, Zappos, Cleveland Clinic, and those companies changed um, or fundamentally were the way they were from the beginning because the leader in a very diligent way chose how they would grow and just as importantly chose how they would not grow. That is missing.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's, so here's the, here's a little bit of an interesting question for you then, Gene. So customer experience is basically becoming a department where were all of these people, you know, years ago when we were all stitching our little pillows and um, blankets <laughs> that customer service is not just a apartment. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm. well, you think the lesson I think,
0: would have just carried over.
2: But <laughs> yeah, but actually here's the paradoxical thing, I keep using that word. Here's the, the ironic thing, maybe is a better word, is that this focus, people think they're committing, and they are committing, but we're we're measuring commitment based on a list of projects, not the change in the business which customers aren't seeing. So we're giving a false positive as, and, and we saw this right. with TQM and quality, you know, there were lots of black belts running around trying to find <laughs> projects. And um, I predicted this by the way. And um, <laughs> well, I'm like the old man in the scene now. Um, we, we saw this and, and now there's a proliferation of this. And so a CEO will say, we are really committing to this, but it's, it's not it's not a fundamental
1: shift in how the company is run mm-hmm. so one of the things that I think is both a huge challenge as well as a little bit ironic is that some of the companies and the organizations who have been around for decades they are trying they are trying to lead differently they are trying to create better customer experiences, but It is so against the grain of where they came from and the systems and the processes and the organizational structure that they have, that it's much, much harder for a company with a legacy like that, a successful legacy in many cases, Uh they've been really successful for decades, um, to shift, to make this, this bigger shift that you're talking about then the the startups right like a startup can start this way <laughs> they mm-hmm. can say this is who we are this is how we're going to grow this is how we're going to show that we care about our customers everybody in the organization has to buy into this so what do you recommend for those companies who have these these legacies of success mm-hmm. but they're trying to shift to become a different type of organization and it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen through you know, doing check, we've got a journey map, check, we've got a CRM system, mm-hmm. right? Like, yay, we're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so what do you recommend to those companies who are really struggling? Because I'm seeing this a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, the thing that I, I'm finding is resonating is this notion of legacy and being remembered. What mm-hmm. What do you want to be remembered for in the marketplace? 20 years from now, um how do you want people to talk about you um throughout the way you exist how do you want them to talk about you but you need to um take the long view of this um some of it is getting granular and simple about three things you need to know it so are are you taking and this isn't a mission statement this is being really clear about our purpose why are we here Why do we exist? Whose lives are we improving? And um, how do we want to show what are the characteristics of our organization that we want to exist in the DNA of our operating model? A lot of companies aren't doing that. Then you need to do the hard work of building that in. So if you say you want to be transparent or you say you want to be, a guiding organization, let's say, to helping companies build better software? It doesn't matter what, are you, are you truly acting as a guide? Or to your point, Jeannie, are you doing what you've always done, just putting a little CX persona around it, you know, patina around it? And then the third thing, which is sometimes what we start with is live it. What are the behaviors of leaders in how they're guiding the organization and What we're doing now is finding one or two to begin with symbolic actions that say to the organization, here's how, how we're going to act. And here's why. And therefore you can all go emulate this now in your work, in how you do your work. So know it, build it, live it.
1: Well, I love that. And I imagine that you have to, like you, you mentioned the hard work of actually building it into the organizational structure and behaviors and actions, right? Like mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do we actually deliver on this on a daily basis? That's about the behaviors and actions that we're asking people to do as well. So I really think that's an important um, important thing to to try at least and to get our yeah. heads around because I think part of what I'm seeing as well, so I'm curious what you think of this is, people start thinking about these bigger things. These are bigger ideas. And they start thinking about it and they think, oh man, that is too much. We're never going to get there. The board's never going to prove this, or we're never going to convince our customers that we do care about them after we've treated them like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like bad neighbors for (laughs) forever. Um, And so they kind of throw up their hands and they say, well, okay, we'll do the bare minimum here. We'll do the We'll, we'll hire that CX person, but mm-hmm. then they set them up to fail and oh, well, yeah. they, you know, so, so what are you seeing and how do you like address the feeling of overwhelm and like, we can't, we can't that sometimes we see.
2: Well, yeah. And I think that's why going back and re- and doing this work, I, I, you think about it as guardrails, um, and, 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 or this something simpler, non-negotiables. Bring And and the other thing is, we've talked about this before, is you need to have a united leadership team all agreeing and on the same page around your guardrails, your non-negotiables. And you could do it as simple as by goal customers are trying to achieve, here's what we will always do and here's what we will never do. Getting to what what we will never do is mind-blowing and also uh, opens the door. It creates clarity. Um, But you need to find one or two of those things and then communicate it back to the organization, market hope and give people permission. And that's when change happens. That's when the organic culture change and DNA of the business shifts without you having to arm wrestle it with a journey map session or whatever, because what we're not seeing um, is sustainable change. When the CX person leaves the room, the stuff leaves the room with them. Yeah.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. And so, if somebody not to be a downer though, no, I know. <laughs> well, but it's important because I think right now people are their intentions are sometimes really good with this. Like they think mm-hmm. they've listened to you talk, they've listened to this podcast. They think we need to do this, right? Like we need to make this big change. But then they get kind of, um, they get kind of challenged with these things that come up and they don't realize that it's not just, it's not just, you know, a journey map. It's not just a CRM system. It's not just putting a leader in place who has CX in their title. This is a a bigger shift that we have to talk about. And um, that's why it's so challenging, right? Like we we should embrace the fact that this is not something you can do overnight. Let's talk about how to do it. Let's figure out those short term goals that lead to those long term goals and everything else. Um, but one of the things I'm wondering, like if some if we have a business leader today who's listening to mm-hmm. us right now, and they're thinking, oh, I totally relate to this. I need to do more. We have tried those short term things that don't work. We are ready. What's one thing they can do? Like if, and they probably don't have CX in their title and they probably don't have the budget or the resources or even the permission yet to do anything. What's something Mm -hmm. they could do that we can give them an action today to walk away with?
2: Sure. Uh, They probably already know one of these things. Good question. Find one action inside the organization that's incongruent, meaning it doesn't match up Mm-hmm. What the company says it is. Mm. Bring it to your leadership team and challenge them to get it in line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make it congruent. Because it's the incongruence that um erodes the path. And it's the incongruence that drives your employees crazy because they say we say this, but we act this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um let's say it's, we trust our people. You know, we want to, we want, when we're, when, and when a customer walks away from that, we're a trusting organization. So if you're, you're a trusting organization, but yet you pen your people in Mm -hmm. um, to the point where you're losing important customers because they're not able to make a call on three days out on a warranty claim or um, decide the best path or whatever it is, um, find one of those things. And then and then work them through it. It's and do it in sprints. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, This notion of sprints is interesting because what you do is you find one, you, you identify why there's incongruence, you force the issue with leaders, and they have to make the call. And you can say, this is what becoming a different kind of company is, whether we call it experience or not. If our goal is to elevate us, Mm -hmm. if our goal is to elevate who we are, we need to choose how we're gonna behave in this situation and then give everybody permission to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then remember to market it back, market hope. We forget that loop, right? We forget the marketing. And because It's not enough to say we trust. We have to give explicit examples of how we will trust Mm -hmm. and then give people permission to take it forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those sprinting loops, that's not what's happened. That's what's not happening.
1: Right. Does that make sense? It does. Well, and I, I am seeing this, you know, close up and personal. And I think one of the things that I find so frustrating is that there is still this attitude of, um, oh, we brought in a CX leader, so we're good. And Mm. and then all of a sudden they have, and you've talked about this for years, like how chief customer officers need a not doing list (laughs) because all of a sudden they get dumped with everything and there's no guidance on this higher level and Mm. there's no definition about who are we really and what promises have we made that we intend to live up to. And so it just becomes this like giant mess of tactics and projects instead of really understanding that this is, I love the word you use about being elevated, about really taking that step to become something greater. Um, So I'm on board. I am, you know, waving the flag for you (laughs) right now. So, um, so Adam actually dropped off because he's having oh. some internet issues. So oh. I have well, the unique Adam- position where now I can just like talk on Adam's behalf. And I think he would want us to say <laughs> that this was fantastic and we could talk to you all day. Um, you always have so many insights and I just love the way you approach things and the way you look at how this is bigger than one thing. And I you know, I'm right on board with you. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us. And, and where can our listeners learn more about you and find you and find out what you're doing around all this great stuff?
2: Uh, Well, thanks, Jeannie. And thanks, Adam, we missed you. (laughs) Um, It's, it's, I'm I'm at the same place. But when you go there, you'll see that it's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's customerbliss.com. One of the first things I'd suggest is uh, go to the quiz. Mm -hmm. The quiz is about behaviors. And about those DNA elements of your organization, and and hopefully that'll also give your organ your leader some clarity, and uh, have people take the quiz and compare where you are. That may be a good starting block for you.
1: That's great. Yes, and it's it's a good place to start. There's a lot of goodness on that site now. So customerbliss.com. And of course, um, you're still on Twitter and LinkedIn and all those things. You have your podcast. So there are all sorts of places to find Jean and listen to her wisdom. Uh, So thank you so much for being here. It's always just a treat to uh, get your perspective and we really appreciate it. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are doing a wonderful job. We all raise the water level together. So thank you. Thank you. That means a lot.
1: Wow. Well, Adam, I um, really enjoyed speaking on your behalf. By the way, that was really fun for me.
0: <laughs> this is something we can uh, operationalize if you'd like.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, this is dangerous. Then you'll make me do everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. You got. You know, you should have done a really terrible interview. You're supposed to screw it up that way. You're uh, the other person. <laughs> feels like they have to. Darn it. it. Uh, it's okay. I appreciate well, you, you picking. up. Picking up my Slack as usual, Jeannie.
1: <laughs> well, you can't do a terrible interview with Jean because she has all this great expertise and perspective. And I think it's a really important question. And one of the things I love is that, you know, we everybody out there listening is a leader in some way. And so I think it's really important for us to start looking at ourselves as leaders in a way that we can create action around this. We can start really going to that. Um, congruence that she talks about between heart and habit and what that can mean for our organizations, not just on um, the experience side of things, but overall throughout the organization, because that's where that's where it's meaningful. That's when you have a legacy like she was talking about. So um, really great stuff to think about and apply to your organization. And um, I'm just so grateful that for Jean, for all the work she's done and for the message that she's continuing to share.
0: Yeah. And just for her support of everyone else working in customer experience, she's uh, truly uh, walks the talk and all that good stuff. Just a wonderful person and with a great message and Mm -hmm. great insights. So super happy that we got Mm -hmm. her back on for a two-peat and I'm sure there will be a three-peat at some point in the future.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, it's so true. So, um, so thank you again to Jean for being here. And I do recommend everybody go take that quiz at customerbliss.com. It's really um, insightful. It gives you some good ideas. So, you know who else we appreciate, Adam? I'm
0: going to guess our listeners.
1: You got it right, sir. Booyah, I passed the quiz. <laughs> We so appreciate you spending your time with us and listening to Crack the Customer Code. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at C Suite dot com and C Suite dot com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our journey mapping program, CX Training and Speaking at experienceinvestigators.com. dot com.
0: And I'm Adam Fork, and you can learn more about my keynote speaking, our customer service workshops and training, and our customer experience strategic advisory at CustomersThatStick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.
1: And take care of your customers.